run. This afternoon, I want to preach a message entitled, Let Us Run. So I believe that one of the reasons that many of us are not running as fast as we could, as often as we could, as long as we could, that's endurance, is because there are some things that are hindering us from running and what's hindering many of us from running is that we have not laid aside weights and sin and the scripture it begins with the word that I absolutely love it begins with the word therefore now therefore is another way of saying for this reason so whenever you see the word therefore it's important that you look back to see what was said before it Because whatever comes after the word therefore is a result of what was said before it. So because of what was stated before this verse, we must lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Don't lose that thought. Because before we look at what was said before, let's look at who it was said to. The book of Hebrews was written to a group of disheartened, uh, depressed, and discouraged people. Because of their association with Jesus, uh, they were facing persecution. And they were facing imprisonment. And many of them were considering walking away from Christ. Walking away from the faith and abandoning the church. And Hebrews was written to admonish these believers to remain faithful. Uh, despite any persecution they were experiencing. And so because of all that, I would think that these people were carrying some weights, carrying a few weights. And because of the weights that they were carrying, uh, they were in danger of not doing what God had called them to do. They were in danger of uh, not doing what God called them to do and not being what God called them to be. So they were in danger of... Poor performance and not attaining. And ultimately, uh, they wouldn't be who God desired them to be. They would be on the the lower side of the achievement gap. Now, uh, I don't believe, when I read the Bible, I don't believe that anything in the Bible is unintentional. Um, I believe every period, every comma, the arrangement of the words, everything is very intentional. And so I noticed that uh, the word weights came before the word sin. And uh, normally you would think that uh, it would be the sin that's stopping you. But the truth is that the more weights that you carry the more likely you are to fall into sin. And, and Christianity had, had turned out to be a very difficult life for the Hebrew people because it required them to set aside the life they were living in order to answer the call of Christ. And uh, while there was this promise of of freedom in this life of Christ, um, at the same time, because of what they believed, they had to deal with the backlash of the religious people around them. And uh, all of this difficulty and trying to live as a believer, it had these converts ready to turn back from following Christ. And so now they're also carrying unbelief, 
and uncertainty, and they had a decision that they needed to make. And if I can just be transparent, you can judge me if you want to. Sometimes it can be a little bit scary, uh, this whole walking by faith thing and, and trusting that you really heard God and, 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 and not doing what you know to do that works and, and instead trusting that God will bless your obedience. And it's a little bit uncomfortable at times, uh, the tests and trials of following Christ and, and hoping that your fight through it all will be worth it and, and praying that you don't make a fool out of yourself for believing God. But the truth is that I know how to get money if I need it and, 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 and and the truth is, I don't have to be lonely if I don't want to. I can have me a little something on the side and, and probably wouldn't nobody know about it but my apostles. But, but I, you know, I've had some moments, um, if I can be honest, that I've gotten really tired of uh, being tested and, and, and stretched and having to rely on, on this relationship with God for my provision and, and for my peace of mind when, you know, in times past, a, a drink and a little late night call, uh, that would usually do the trick. But now I'm living this Christian life. And, and, and because I'm living this life, I have to lay aside my old ways. And, and so sometimes, you know, that's not as easy as just saying it. And, uh, you know, this faith life is, is really not that easy, especially when you're really out here trying to change the world and, and really be a world changer and invade cultures and, and shift sectors and change society. But I'm so grateful to God that he saved me. And uh, when I was at my absolute lowest and darkest moments and, and I felt like I was nothing and, and I felt like I was more attractive, uh, looking like a man than a woman, and, and I didn't uh, believe that uh, I'd ever be able to be used by God and uh, I let lust ruin my life. And, and what God did was that he stepped in and he called me out of the darkness and, and he pointed into destiny. And, and he told me that he had a better life for me to live and a life that was full of opportunities. And, and he said, if you go get it, it's yours. And so now there's no turning back from him. But what I realized is that uh, if I'm going to close this achievement gap that's in my life, I need to know how. Uh, and so if you can put up Second Peter... Chapter 1, verse 3. And uh, it says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Um, leave that there. God has given me everything. Everything that I need to live a life that honors him. And so, again, uh, in the kingdom of God, the playing field is pretty even. Uh, we have everything that we need to achieve whatever he's called us to and to excel in every opportunity. But the way that I get the all things is through the knowledge of him who called us by glory 
and virtue. And so uh, the more I get to know God, the more I believe that the spirit of God that's in me will give me the power to lay aside anything that stops me from doing the will of God, from running in my purpose. And so I hear uh, all these great things from God and, and all of his desires for me and the things that he wants to do for me. And I'm ready to take off running towards my destiny. And I, I realize that, you know, this is a little difficult. And, and this taking off running thing is, is, is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And it's because I was carrying some additional weights. Um, now, remember I said that uh, I found it interesting that the word weights came before sin in the text. And uh, a weight is anything that hinders, in this context, is anything that hinders the runner. So let me ask you this. What things in your life have been hindering you from running? Uh, what things, maybe you started off good and something came along and it disrupted your momentum. Uh, things that have caused delays and difficulty. And, and I know you would say, well, you know what, Pastor Maisha, I, I just don't know what it is. You know, it seems like uh, every time I try to do something, you know, the devil just comes in and, and he's blocking everything that I try to do. And, and no, 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 that's, that's, that's not true because that ain't the devil. Because the last time that I checked, uh, my Bible says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if you really want to know what's stopping you from running out, tell you it's you yeah uh it really ain't the weight to be honest and it's really not the sin it's you and uh, I'm gonna show you how I know you want to know how I know that it's us that we're the ones who stop ourselves from running because it's evident yeah let me show you let me let me show you put up uh Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 let's go back um, so remember I said that, before, you know, when you see the word therefore, you have to go back and see what was said before it. And so when we go back to, uh, a chapter back, Hebrews 11 verse one, it says now faith, everybody knows this scripture. Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen familiar scripture. Uh, so faith is the evidence of something that I can't see. Right? Uh, what I'm hoping for is not visible. But faith is. And so if we can't see it, then it's not evidence. So in a courtroom, each party gets to produce evidence. Right? If evidence cannot be produced or if the evidence that is produced is weak, then it's difficult to find someone guilty. Right? People get off all the time because of poor evidence. So if I looked at your life, uh, is there any evidence that you can produce that would convince the judge that you are guilty of hoping for what you can't see? Uh, it says that faith is a substance. It's the substance. So uh, it's a physical matter. It's visible. It's tangible. It's not just your inner beliefs. Okay, so just what you feel on the inside is, is not faith. 
Okay, so, so I should be able to see your faith uh, as evidence of what it is that you say you believe. Therefore, faith is not just what you believe, it's what you say, and it's what you do that shows me what you believe. So uh, what is hindering you from running then? Uh, it's you. And the thing about you that it is, is there's a flaw in your faith. And uh, here's why. Uh, I want to run, but I have these weights. And, and the reason that we're still carrying the weights is because we are not ex- exercising our faith so that we can lay them aside. Uh, faith says... Uh, that I believe that God is going to increase my finances so that I can stop living uh, in poverty and carrying the weight of poverty. So what faith then does is faith creates a budget. Faith uh, starts to create a career plan. Right? Uh, uh, Faith uh, brings my tithes. And faith uh, sows offerings, Uh, both, both and the same as well. Uh, Because the truth is that God will never trust me with supernatural wealth uh, if I can't manage the money that I make on my own. Uh, So if you believe that God called you to a particular thing, then we should see evidence of what you believe. Because everybody says, you know, I believe that God called me to this and I believe that God promised this to me. And uh, everybody's talking about what they believe that God called them to do, but everybody isn't running. Uh, everybody's not running towards the promises of God because one group says, uh, I want to run, but, uh, I have all these weights and I'm struggling with this sin. And so I just can't run. But the other group on the other end of the achievement gap, they say, I'm about to do whatever I have to do to get this weight off of me. I'm about to do whatever I have to do so that I can stop committing this sin. I'm about to strip off everything that is stopping me from running and living the life that God called me to live because I believe that God is and I believe that he's with me. And because of that, I already have everything in me that I need to lay aside the weights and the sin that are stopping me from running. But we don't believe that because there's a flaw in your faith. You have to put the weights in their proper place. It doesn't say destroy the weights. Uh, What it says is to lay them aside. Uh, It doesn't mean that every weight will be eliminated, but it says to lay them aside. The weight was not designed for you to carry it. And so uh, things come upon us and and we have a tendency to carry them. And it wasn't meant to come upon you for you to carry it, but you've got to make the decision to lay it aside. And many of us haven't laid aside the weights And because you haven't, you're in danger of falling into sin. And you want to know what the sin is. So listen, I I looked up several different versions of this scripture. 
And all of them, except one, said, the sin. Now, what I would think is my sin may not be your sin. So then it can't be the same sin. But it says the sin. You know what I believe the sin is? Disobedience. Because what we do is we spend time inquiring of the Lord. And, and, and asking, how do I do what it is that you've called me to do? And you know where we sin? We sin when we tell him, uh, God, I want to serve you. And he says, well, this is how. And then our response is, no. Yeah, what we tell God is you gave me a vision. You gave me a word. Uh, uh, you have shown me your purpose for my life. But because I have these weights, my response is no. Say ouch. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the truth is that we're wrong. We're wrong when we do that. You can chalk all the weights up that you want. You can say it's as heavy as you want. But the bottom line is that we're wrong when we tell the king of kings and the creator of all things no. Because in essence, that's what you're doing. You may have an excuse. But at the end of the day, you are telling God The one who puts breath in your body. Let me get out of there. Okay. You're telling God. No. How? How sway? When the truth is that your response should be, even though you have the weights, Lord, I know that you have a purpose for me. Help me. To overcome the weights and the sin and help me to pull my flesh into subjection. And the reason that you don't pray that prayer is because you don't want to. Because when I'm in the wrong, when I'm in the position to do wrong, if I believe that God is with me, all I have to do is say, Holy Spirit, listen. Uh, I really want to sin right now. But if you could, please, Father, help me to do your will. But we don't because we don't want to. If it's as simple as calling on the name of Jesus, when you're in the bed, If you lean over to the other side and just say, Jesus, help me. The strength that you thought you did not have to walk away will suddenly come upon you. And you can pack your little stuff up and leave. And so what we do when we do that is that we miss the opportunity. We miss the opportunity to show God that I can hear your voice and that I listen and that I'll obey. And when you fail to do that, you forfeit seasons in your purpose. 
Because God says, if I can't trust you to obey me in the little things, you know you put that outfit on and you shouldn't have put it on. You knew you shouldn't have answered that call. You knew you lied on your taxes. But if I can't trust you in the little things, how can I trust you to be a world changer? Because God's promises, they're not predicated upon what we feel or what we do. His promises are based on what he put inside of you. And what he put inside of you is himself. And so if he's put himself inside of you, that's why you're getting the promises that you're getting. That's why you're getting the purpose that you feel like is too big. Because you're looking at yourself. And instead what you should do is tap into him that is in you. Because once you tap into the God that's in you, you start saying things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can lay aside the weights. I can walk in my purpose. I can stop falling into sin. But what we do is uh, we tell God, I'm afraid, so no. Uh, I'm uncertain, so no. Uh, I'm not done quite yet with this sin. If you give me a couple more months, um, I'm not saying no. What I'm saying is not right now. Uh, If you just let me work my way out of this situation, uh, then I'll go ahead and I'll give you all of me. But for now, if you could just leave me alone uh, and let me do what I'm doing, uh, not right now, God. And, 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 And then disobedience. And, and stubbornness, and if I can be honest, it's rebellion. Uh, rebellion kicks in because uh, the biggest fear that we have is not uh, your fear of success, and, and it's not your fear of uh, failure. The biggest fear that we face is the fear of the process that is necessary to get me from over here to over there. The process that is necessary to get me to close this achievement gap in my life and you want to know why Uh, because my submission to God in transition from the start line to the finish line it requires that I deal with the weights and it requires that I deal with the sin and uh, God is not just going to remove the weights uh, because that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you lay it aside. And uh, the truth of the matter is he's not expecting you to do it in your own power. You just got to be willing to lay it aside. You have to want to lay it aside. And, 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 and what you're doing when you lay it aside is you're repositioning the weight. Uh, you ever carry something heavy And uh, someone may say, well, you're not holding it right. And when you redistribute the weight, it's not as heavy. It's easier for you to carry it. But the problem is we won't redistribute the weight. We won't lay it to the side. So we're trying to carry it. And and the reason why it seems so heavy is because you've got it in the wrong position. And can I tell you the position that you have it in? Uh, You have it in a place that is bigger than Jesus. 
And uh, the thing that you have to do is you've got to make Jesus bigger than the weights. And you've got to magnify him above everything that's trying to stop you. And I know it seems easier to sit and be stagnant and, uh, and pursue nothing. But uh, it's not as easy, you know, as letting God start dealing with the stuff that's on you and in you. And so instead of running, most of us are barely walking. Uh, some of us are just doing just enough to make it look like uh, I'm not standing completely still. And, 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 and then, you know, we say, well, you know, at least I'm, I'm doing something. And uh, no, 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 um, not in this house, uh, not in this tribe. So I bind the spirit of the sluggard. Yeah, and, 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 and so because this is not the season for you to stand still. This is the time for you to move just a little. It's not the time for you to just barely be moving. God is looking for people who will run in this season. You need to run in your assignment. You've got to run in your career. You've got to run in your business. It's time for us to begin to advance, and it's time for us to move swiftly. So we've got to begin to apply our faith across the board. Uh, not just in the area of promises. You know, when, when you get a word and you immediately begin to uh, uh, apply your faith to that word. But you want to apply your faith to the, the grief. You want to apply your faith to, to the offense. And, and, and believe that you can actually set it aside. And so you just keep carrying it. And so uh, I'm going to tell you quickly how we deal with uh, the weights and how we put them in the right place. Uh, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. How do we run? We run by looking unto Jesus. Jesus, And it says the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus dealt with a weight as he was achieving his purpose. And the writer of Hebrews uh, describes Jesus as enduring the cross and despising the shame of it. Uh, of all the things that Jesus dealt with, uh, going through to the cross, I found it interesting that the writer of Hebrews highlights the fact that he dealt with shame. Uh, shame can be a very heavy weight, uh, and it can be one that leads to sin because it stops us from running. Um, and now guilt and shame, these are two very different things. Uh, guilt says that I feel bad because I did something and shame says because of what I did or watch this because of what happened to me, I am bad. And so Jesus shows us how to deal with this and every other weight in your life. Uh, the key to dealing with the weight is to despise it. 
Uh, we despise everything else. We despise our assignment. Uh, we despise the correction of our leaders. Say amen. Uh, but we won't despise the things uh, that keep us outside of purpose. So then there's an achievement gap. And what you have to do is you've got to quit accepting underachievement in your life. And uh, these weights that are stopping you from achieving your purpose, they're stopping you from running. And you've got to have hatred for anything that stops you from running in your purpose. And uh, you've got to see the worthlessness in the weights that you carry and, and the fear should disgust you and, and the worry it should make you mad and, and the fact that you experience doubt it should irritate the holy hell out of you and, and drive you into the presence of God to get the weight off of you. Then what you do is you take your faith and you do what God said to do. So in uh, the book of uh, the, the 11th chapter, it lists a whole list of uh, men and women of faith. But my favorite one is Enoch. And it's because it says um, that Enoch was taken away. And it says that he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you come to God, you have to believe that he is. That he's what? That he's God. Well, duh, Pastor Maisha, uh, I believe in God, not everybody. Uh, some of you believe there is a God. But not that Jehovah is God. And because you don't, you're missing out on the reward of being able to run. There's something about the Lord God Almighty that you don't believe. And because you don't know that part of him, you can't believe beyond your experience. Now, now here's the thing. Uh, I know you would say, well, God, you know, it's just hard to believe in something uh, that I've never seen for myself. Well, uh, I've never seen a dinosaur in person. But... I believe that they exist. Why? Because there's evidence. You go to a museum, you see these big old things that bones and I guess it was a dinosaur and they can show me a picture of what it looked like, but I've never seen one before, but I believe that they existed. So let me ask this. Who has had to believe God for uh, $100,000 and uh, God did what he said he would do? Stand up. Okay? Uh, that's evidence. Um, who has had to believe God for your health or the health of someone near you? Stand up. Yeah, that's evidence. Uh, who's had to believe God to get them through something uh, to prepare them for what he's called them to do? That's evidence. Um, who's been delivered from addiction? Evidence. Um, who's been saved from suicidal thoughts? Yeah, evidence. Um, who's seen their children get saved? Evidence. And so if he did it for these, then surely... He could do it for you. So since you are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, hey, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And watch this. Let 
us run. So, stand to your feet. I'm done. I think I might have went a minute or so over. So, we're carrying some things. It's evident because we're not all running. So because we're not all running, it tells me we're carrying some things. And, and, but the Lord says, do you not know who you are? Do you not know what I put in you? The weight and the sin is not more powerful than me. And it's not even more powerful than you. But because it's so heavy we feel like we can't do anything with it I can't run I can't put it down I just don't know what to do but the Lord showed me that he was releasing the grace and the endurance that you needed to run and at the same time God is about to open a window in these next few moments Um, For you to lay aside every weight that you've been carrying. Some of you, you're about to experience accelerated deliverance from weights and sin. You're going to come from up under things that you have been dealing with for years. Where's Pastor Shasta? Is she gone? Okay, well, pastors... Um, If you are ready to run, but you know you're carrying weights, I want you to get to this altar. 